0: Now, fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zuber Radio with guest host Bob Komsik. Good afternoon. How many
1: times has it happened to you or someone in your family, as Michael Kramer just mentioned in his newscast, phone rings, recording, or someone on the other end claims they're from Canada Revenue Agency? Don't engage, hang up. And here's why. Mounties and police in India. Dismantling three scams where the fraudsters, pretending to be uh, CRA agents, conned Canadians, a lot of them, thousands out of millions, many millions, as police raided call centers over in India. So, have you been victimized? How many times? Once, twice, You've lost count, 416-360-0740, or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And joining us momentarily will be Paul Murphy. He's from the Ontario Region of Canada Revenue Agency. Uh, While we await Paul, and we also await your calls, sharing some of your experiences, I'm sure if you haven't had any, then you know family relatives who have, And normally the ones who are victimized in cases like this are the elderly. As, let's face it, they're just more trusting. Different time, different generation. They basically took people at their word. So if someone out of the blue would call up and say, listen, gone over your taxes, obviously I'm paraphrasing and this isn't how how it plays out, but the, the message is the same. Basically threatening to take action against you if you do not happen to, uh, to do what they ask you to do. So what we'll do now is, as we wait for, uh, for Paul to just sit down, Paul Murphy from uh, CRA, Ontario Region, we'll uh, first of all let you basically get comfortable in your chair and welcome you to
2: the, uh, to the show, Paul. Thanks, Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Okay.
1: I, I Just as you were coming in to give you an idea where we've been, and then we can pick up the ball sure. and go from there, saying how it, it happens so many times to people. Yeah. Uh, some, and I'm sure there aren't many that it doesn't happen to, in most cases, it happens to most of us at least once, if not, if not more so. And normally the person or the, the people who seem to fall victim are the elderly. We right there?
2: Yeah, there's there are vulnerable sectors of the population for sure. Elderly people have been uh, victimized by this uh, newcomers to Canada who may not be familiar with how our government operates. Uh, yeah, there there are very there are vulnerable people out there who are unfortunately suffering the consequences of these frauds and scams. That uh, you know we want to want them to be educated first and foremost about what to look out for and, and not fall victim.
1: 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. It was mentioned uh, on the news prior to the show, and I mentioned it off the top as well. There was the uh, the crackdown where these three scams were dismantled. I guess they were all in India. How did this work? Fill us in, get, fill in some of the details.
2: That is my understanding of it. The uh, leaders of that particular operation is the RCMP and the uh, Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. So we're, we've been hearing about this, and there was a, a big a media event yesterday to announce this, but yeah, India was the pr- primary uh, location that they were looking at.
1: And in terms of the numbers, I know police alluded to it, but you people, given that you know they were basically portraying your agents, uh, would have an idea in terms of numbers. We're hearing that there were apparently many thousands, around four thousand, give or take, uh, Canadians reported anyway as part of this scam, and around fifteen million dollars, basically taken in a fraudulent manner.
2: Yeah, that's that sounds right to me. That's that's a ballpark 4,000 people. Now, when
1: crackdowns such as this take place, are you guys in the loop or is it strictly you only find out when the rest of canada finds out when the public finds out are you in the loop on this kind of kept abreast of what's going on
2: well put it this way we partner with the uh, law enforcement agencies to to assist them and to be informed by them about what steps need to be taken uh, what kind of uh, education campaigns need to take place so but we are involved with them in in going after these uh these uh, fraud artists
1: okay we've got uh, ingrid from toronto on the line paul and uh, good afternoon ingrid
3: Good afternoon. Thanks S- for having me.
1: No, please uh, share your story. What happened uh, okay. to you? They
3: called me. This guy called me, and he said, um, "You didn't pay enough taxes, and we want you to make some arrangement." I say, "I can't make no arrangement right now." He said, "Oh well, the RCMP will be at your door." And you know, I was so scared. I called my daughter. My daughter said, Mom, that's a scam. CRE don't have enough manpower to send them around to call people.
2: So.
1: Now, this happened to you just so the one... The
3: next one... time they called me, I just hung up.
1: Oh, so they called you again?
3: Yes.
1: And did I it... And hung up the
3: phone.
1: And you hung up the phone. So was it similar, their approach, in terms of how they, how they spoke to you? Excuse me? Was it similar their approach, or you didn't even wait to hear their pitch? as Soon as they started, oh, as
3: soon as he started, we were calling from, um, CRA and you. I couldn't. I didn't. Fin- I didn't let him finish. I just hung up.
1: Okay, thank you very much for sharing that, Ingrid. And I thank guess, you. I guess, Paul, that's what does happen a lot yeah. of the time, right? I mean, this this is what uh, what does occur.
2: Yeah, it's an important point to make about that, is that there are circumstances where CRA will call you to talk about your tax debt, but we're not going to make threats of, a, of, of imminent arrest. We're not going to demand immediate payment. We'll work with you to you know, establish a mutually acceptable payment arrangement, but we're not going to say, well, if you don't accept what we're telling you, we'll, we'll send the police after you. That's, that's not how CRA does business.
1: Okay, we've got Al from Brantford on the line. Has this happened to you or someone in the family? Hello, Al. All right, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Al, my apologies. Alan Branford, good afternoon. Go go.
4: like him. Go, that go. got him off. But aside from that, where do they get the information from? Oh, well, uh, I have can you, with that one, Sorry, too.
1: can you just, if my I My
4: bank, the TV, was... I was getting calls from this operator at the bank to change investments with myself and my wife. And when it didn't work with me, they were calling my wife on her phone. So this went on, and uh, anyway, it turned out I went to the bank. They'd done their investigation three times and couldn't locate where my information was getting from. It turned out it was coming from India because whatever is on the screen or in their information file in Canada, the ones that are working for them in India have the same information on the screen. All they do is download that, and sell it to an operator who does what they're doing here with CRA.
1: Okay, so this has this happened more than once to you?
4: No, just once. It, it, happened, with, it happened with the CRA calling about the $26,000 I owed them, and it, the other one was with the bank. You didn't now, pay it? Pardon? You didn't pay it? No, absolutely I didn't. But here's the background. Where do they get the information on who to call, who would have money to be able to pay what they come up with, you see? Yeah, I guess... They that, have to have your bank information, your investment information. They have to have that.
1: Okay. And Th- it's
4: going to get worse now with the uh, with all our banking information being given to the... Uh, what's the other one up there? Uh,
1: well, Statistics Canada. But that's something statistics
4: I... Statistics Canada, yes.
1: I don't think that's a full go on that one. I think that's something that's still being uh, looked at. I don't think uh, they've... Re- they've- given them the green light just yet on that is the way I understand it, I believe. Well, I that think
4: would they... be another avenue for them to get yeah. in and get the information.
1: Okay, let's... Uh, thank you, Alan Brantford for calling with that. Uh, Paul, uh, as far as Does that sound familiar as well? That's another one that sounds all too familiar to you?
2: Yeah, I mean, as far as how these criminals get their hands on personal information, your phone numbers or whatever uh, information they may have, I I really can't speak to that. That's something that law enforcement is looking into.
1: What would you suggest... For anyone listening to help maybe an uh an older family member mm-hmm. because let's face it i don 't know if you've got you know a a profile of your of your typical uh fraud victim, but I take it obviously it would be more so on the elderly side given their trusting nature, mm-hmm. so how can we as family members, help those who just might get targeted. Right off the bat, we we heard from the one woman who was talking about her daughter, how she helped her out, but she might not always be able to get in touch with her and might act, you know, someone might act on their own. So what do you uh, what how can we help our family members
2: sure i mean one of the first things to watch out for is have you have you been made aware of a debt in the past is this something that's straight out of the blue somebody cold calling you saying you you owe us money because typically the way cra operates is we'll send you a letter first saying you know you have a you have an outstanding debt or you may owe us some tax returns hmm. and we'll follow up with letters and then follow up with phone calls so if it's just completely news to you that you owe money to the government that's a red flag you should probably uh, Hang up and call the legitimate uh, General Inquiries Income Tax line and ask: Is there something going on with my tax account that I am not aware of? So, I mean, that, that's really one of the first things to look out for. Is, and if you get a, a voicemail message with threatening language on it, that's not the CRA; that's not what we we will never leave a voicemail message of that nature.
1: Okay, uh, Alma's in Kitchener. You got a call yesterday? Yeah. Was it the CRA, or you didn't hang around long enough? No, no, and I
5: didn't pick it up, because I know the story. I had one experience, and I caught them and got them photo and gave to the police. So this time, when I received this message about CRA, and then he threatened me that if you dare tell anybody, da-da-da-da-da-da. So what I did, I didn't do anything, and he left his telephone number that I should contact him in Ottawa. So what I did, after I listened this, I wrote down the telephone number, I went to the police website in Kitchener, and then I sent this uh, what uh, this information to the police and the Ottawa telephone number to them. But I didn't do nothing. I just kept quiet myself and I didn't answer them, nothing whatsoever. But I don't know, how do they know that you are a single person, you are living alone by yourself? How would they get all this information?
1: Paul? I guess it's random, isn't it? They're just cold calling.
2: Again, uh, how criminals obtain information about people, it's uh, its difficult for me to be able to uh, to give you any kind of uh, strong advice on that. I mean, what I can say is, I mean, it's, it's what you said, first of all, when they said don't tell anybody. That's a red flag. Uh, when somebody calls out of the blue, says you owe us money and don't tell anybody that you owe us money. Uh, you have every right to talk to a representative, an accountant, a family member to say, you know, I've got this phone call. I need to uh, sort out my affairs. What do you know about it? Or how can you help? me, that's really one of the best things you can fall back on is say, you know, I'm going to talk to somebody uh, else about this first and then we'll, uh, we'll discuss further. Uh, good afternoon to
1: Simon or Simone in uh, Parkdale. Simone, Simone, Simone uh-huh. good afternoon.
3: Yeah, hi. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, I had a call some months back about uh, the revenue from the revenue supposedly, and uh, of course uh, I knew that it was that it was going around, so uh, it's a scam. So I knew that I just hung up on them. Also, Visa accounts—they call you with Visa accounts and say it's been compromised, and um, so it, it, it turns out that sometimes they will use the first few numbers to pretend that they know your account number. Now the bank. I think the, the count numbers all start with the same few numbers. So uh, one should not be surprised by that and be taken in by it. Also, someone called me once about my computer saying com- there's something wrong with my computer. I don't have a computer. <laughs> so I knew right. Then, and anyways, I think it was from India. It was uh, an English, uh, Indian accent. So uh, these things are going around all over the place, and uh, people should just uh, hang up on them and, or tell them off and tell them to get another job.
1: Okay, thank you very well, thank much for the advice and for you. sharing your experience. Thank you, Diana in Midtown. Uh, what would you care to comment on?
3: Well,
5: I basically I've been I have had the scam calls, um, and my my first kickoff was one they're extremely rude, and two they told me they were going to say the of the uh, FBI on me if I didn't pay up right away, which was an automatic red flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and then after I just said, thanks so much for your call, and hung up on them. But I have to admit, or I have to say that with all my dealings with CRA and all the other government organizations, they have been absolutely amazing, um, very, very nice people to deal with, very polite, and it's a pleasure dealing with them.
1: Well, there you go. You can take that one back to the office, Paul.
2: Yeah, it's great to hear.
1: Okay, thank you very much for sharing that, Diana.
5: Great. Thank
1: you. All right. Brent in Toronto, you think you know where the bad guys are getting the the phone numbers?
6: I'm sorry. I... Do uh, you feel that you know where they're getting the numbers? Yes, I do. They're getting them from, uh, from the Bell phone book. I had an unlisted number for years, never a problem, never any calls. I changed my phone number a little while back and bell told me they were gonna it was still going to be unlisted matter of fact i was paying a fee every month but it wasn't that's when i started getting these calls
1: okay and do you get a lot of them now
6: uh not so much the cra thing although i did get them a couple of times i get a lot of the duck cleaning
1: oh don't we all
6: oh it's just insane isn't it yeah
1: yeah. i know we should have the cleanest ducks in the world i think with the number of calls that we get <laughs>
6: Even though I tell them I live in an apartment, which is a lie, but maybe they leave me alone, but they don't. They keep phoning every day.
1: Okay, Brent, thanks for that. You're welcome. Uh, You know, I'm wondering, and tell me, Paul, if if this is uh, also part of a scam or I don't know how many times we'll get calls No one on the other end. Right. So I don't know if that's, or that's totally different type of scam and it Uh, you know, just to get one's voice to capture it, to use it possibly, because when you pick up the phone, you do say hello, obviously. So, but, uh, and there's no one ever there. It just seems to be weird. It's like several times a day, almost daily. So it's quite bizarre. It's almost as if somebody wanted to see if anybody's home. Now we've got uh, Bill from Toronto. You have a tip. Go ahead, Bill.
6: Yeah. Go ahead. I've noticed is when I get these incoming calls, they they I don't know, they mimic your local numbers, like if, if you wherever you live and it comes in and it looks like a local number. But when it appears on your uh, call display, you'll actually see the number will appear twice. And when you see that, it's, it's, it's an instant indicator that that call is, is a mimic number coming from overseas. A hundred percent of the time when I see that, it's one of these scams.
1: And you don't even bother? You just pick up and hang up right away? Or you
6: Actually, j- you know, this revenue uh, Canada thing. I've I've sat there and I spent a half an hour on the phone playing with these guys, just fishing them in, and they just said, right, "Okay, we need you to go here and set it up." And I just laugh at them at the end and give them a, a few nice comments and say good day.
1: Oh well, that's that's a half hour you'll never get back. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a lot of fun though. <laughs> to each his own. But thanks for sharing, Bill. Yep. Yeah, okay. just, just
2: one quick point about that, it's a good uh, thing to, to watch out for, is that your call display is not necessarily telling you the truth. There's uh, technology out there that these scammers use that they uh, spoof uh, telephone number. So it looks like it's coming from a Canadian area code from a 613 is where they usually come from, which is which is obviously Ottawa. And they're not dialing from Canada. Uh, so it's something just to uh, be wary of that uh, you can't necessarily trust the uh, the technology.
1: And we got Hal from Port Elgin. Uh, you're going to tell me what these dead calls I've been getting are?
2: Oh,
7: you said Hal from where?
1: <laughs> I got Hal from
7: Port Elgin. Oh, okay. Try catching her. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm so You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, these dead calls that come in are searches for, uh, what do you call it, that uh, machine that sends information automatically? Um, oh, gosh, I had it in my head here a minute ago.
1: Just to take the information if, if someone is home or someone answers? No, or...
7: no, no. The, what they're searching for is, is the electronic uh, connection on a, on a machine.
1: Oh, so, they can
7: send advertising on that machine automatically.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
7: The, the dead calls with no voice when you answer, uh, they're looking for what do you call those machines that send. The fax machines? Faxes. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. okay. I couldn't even think of it. They're looking for fax machines that they can send advertising to all day long, every day. Okay. You know, Th-
1: thanks for that. I didn't. I didn't think it was as as simple as that, uh, Hal. Yeah, I, I thought it was something more.
7: For. If they get the electronic noise, then okay. they got the number, and, and they'll send and off they go. automatically.
1: Okay. I, I thanks, Hal. I remember always getting those. You pick up, and then you get the screeching in your ear. But I guess maybe they've uh, improved things. Anything you want to uh, leave us with here? You know what? Let's take. We'll take one more more call here. We've got uh, Rita in uh, Grimsby. I take it if you. Have some advice. That means you've got some experiences as well.
3: Yes, uh, they called me a few months ago, and uh, what I I said, oh, great, you're gonna send the RCMP in here, and they said, no, no, we're gonna, you're gonna go straight to jail. They're gonna come and arrest you, and I said, fantastic. Send them over. I would love to see two Mounties at my door. I'll be waiting for them. Okay, I that get... was it. They've never phoned me again.
1: Oh, there we go. So we got to use the uh, two Mountie uh, line on them, and maybe get rid of them. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rita. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, William in Toronto. We'll close with William here. This segment. Go ahead, William.
6: Uh, Robert, very quickly, uh, i just like to add uh, to, to the mimicking uh, of the phone numbers. There's technology called Adobe VoCo software, and, and that allows for this uh, uh, mimicking to take place. It, it, ma- it masks the your provider, and it puts up all the numbers uh, on your screen. And then there's also something called Stingray technology. Uh, Chief uh, Police of Associ- Chief Association Police Mike Cormick was on the radio about not too long ago, uh, talking about the Stingray technology. It's a mass surveillance and that uh, technology, and that masks the uh, the tower that's in your area, the Wi-Fi tower, and uh, puts up all the correct information, but it's not from the proper source and they can manipulate things from there
1: okay thanks I William
6: that, I put that forth and you can do your own research for uh, the, the
1: specifics okay very good William thank you so much so uh, Paul Murphy with uh, Canada Revenue Agency here in Ontario anything you could care to leave us with
2: yeah just another couple of uh, tips to watch out for when you're on the phone with these people if they start demanding payment in odd ways by uh, prepaid credit cards gift cards iTunes Amazon uh, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, uh, Interact e-transfer. That's, none of that's legitimate. Uh, CRA will never ask for payment with any of those methods, and we won't demand payment in any way. So if they're telling you to go to the Bitcoin ATM to pay the government, that's not the CRA calling you.
1: Okay, very good. Thanks for your time and those tips, and uh, thanks for, for those who called in to share their stories and maybe some who didn't call but were listening, uh, and maybe it hasn't happened to them. This information will help them, so should they get a call such as that, they know basically head the other way, don't engage, hang up the phone, hang up. And, and that's it, and report it to police if you, if you so desire.
2: Absolutely. There's also the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre that uh, watches out for these things. You can report uh, any of these calls to them.
0: Okay. Very good. Thanks so much again, Paul. Paul Thank Murphy. You. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.